0: It's episode 271 of Crack the Customer Code, breaking you out of your infinite phone tree loop.
1: So right now, there's an interesting thing happening with
0: Tesla, the car company. You bought one?
1: No, but I want one. Will you give me one?
0: (laughs) Does Mattel make one yet?
1: (laughs) We're going to start a GoFundMe. Jeannie gets a... Tesla. No, not exactly. But that's interesting. (laughs) Uh, They have had some ups and downs with their rollouts of their updates of their new products, because they're a growing company. There's a lot of demand. And so they've had some hiccups. And so what they did was very recently they were on a forum for owners of their cars and announced in a pretty subtle way, but a lot of people picked up on this, that they're now allowing customers to escalate their issues directly to a specific company executive. And the company's president of sales and service made the, this announcement in the Tesla Motor Club, Motors Club forum. And this really got us thinking, didn't it, Adam, about when, is, when would this be appropriate? is it appropriate and what should we as business owners of all types with all different sizes of companies and concerns, when would this apply?
0: It's a good question. It's a very interesting. And I've seen things like this where, you know, uh, people talk about, uh, there was a hotel. I, w- I wish I could remember what it was, but there was a hotel manager who had his personal cell number all throughout mm-hmm. the hotel, things like that. You've gone in, I'm sure we've all gone into small stores where, you know, the, owner has his cell phone number like on a placard Mm -hmm. or something. I've seen that a lot. And it's a, it's an interesting idea. Um, and I think there's a lot of pros and cons to it. And I think to me, in some degree, when you do that, it does, it does send if you do it sort of not as a reactive situation, like we have here with Tesla, but as a proactive approach, okay, you're sort of sending a signal about openness. You're sending a signal about, um, you know, you're, you're caring for the customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when you do it reactive, it shows that you really can't, uh, completely trust the organization below you oh. to do it right. Snap. Um, or, or I don't, yeah, I don't <laughs> know if it's like, I don't know if lack of trust that may be a little strong, but don't have mm-hmm. complete faith. And it obviously came from issues. It came from customers' uh, concerns not being addressed well. Right. Um, I mean, it, Yeah, you know, it's a little bit of a desperation move.
1: I don't know about uh, that. I don't know if I agree that it's desperation or that it's based on lack of trust. I think it's.
0: Lack of, lack of faith. I, I want to take back the okay. trust. I think that was a little strong, but it was a lack of faith right. in the ability of the organization. And, and, and I don't mean for everything, but when you make it uh, real quick, just to mm-hmm. uh, refine my point before you uh, slam it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think when you, uh, when you have it, when it goes up to the top, it can go up to the top always in any organization, everything I've ever run, of course. But when you make it a direct line of access, mm-hmm. I think that uh, sometimes can send a signal.
1: Well, that's interesting. I think I would take it as, you know, they really want to take care of this. They really want to make sure that it gets solved. Because it. we've all had that experience as a customer where we talk to somebody who's kind of they're not very concerned about our problem. They might say, you know, I can help you a little bit, but we can tell right away that the conversation is not going anywhere. And that's when we ask for the manager and we say, I need somebody at the top. And I think in this way, what they're, what Tesla is saying by making this move is, you know what, we care enough to know that the challenges that you had were not addressed the right way and this is a way that we're showing we're going to back you up. We're we're going to be more accessible to you. We are going to make sure that things get escalated so that you don't have that level of frustration again. So it's definitely a reactive move, to your point. It's definitely a reactive move to combat some of the press and some of the bad feelings that came out of how these things were handled. But I don't think it's necessarily a signal that the first line of defense is
0: not going to work. Well, see, I think when it's reactive, it sort of is. When it's proactive, it's actually the opposite signal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it's proactive, when it's uh, you're just doing it because that's you think it's a that's a good signal to send to your customers and you want it to be open, uh, that means you actually do have faith in the organization below you handling it because otherwise you would get nothing else done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're basically saying, well, I know most people aren't going to call most people aren't going to use this and most people don't want to call the boss or the owner or whatever uh and yeah i I come from uh, sort of my small business lens on this i mean i did not ever put my number anywhere Mm -hmm. purposely i never thought i should i never thought it was a good idea my job is not to handle uh you know customer service now if i had no faith in my organization it would be a different issue because then i would need to take care of stuff myself but i knew i had a manager and i had in that business i had my wife Mm -hmm. (laughs) who could handle very high level stuff right so i only i only got really really serious stuff Mm -hmm. Um, and i would advise them but i didn't necessarily have to be the point of contact because if you're the executive your job is not to handle customer calls right now it can be but if you take it past a certain level i mean it's great if you handle you know four or five customer calls you know a month and you're the CEO of GE, okay? Right. But if you if that goes to four thousand or five thousand, what happens? Right. You're no longer the you're no longer the CEO of GE. Right. Uh, so you yeah. know, there's a there's a level at which um, yeah you know, it's it, like I said there's a lot of pros and cons, and I think part of it is the business model, and part of it is the context. Because if you look at Tesla, they're in a very unique situation right now. They have a very small number of very high end clients mm-hmm. for for a car company, right?
1: Right. and i I think it's it's about scale. It's about context. It's about geography. It's about all of those layers that you need to consider, <clears throat> because if you're a global organization and you've got your cell phone out there, people might be calling you at two o'clock in the morning because they're in a different time zone. So it's there are a lot of layers to this that you really have to think of. But what? right? Exactly. What I. I guess what struck me about this was it does say escalate. And so I don't think most people will pick up the phone and call right away for their first thing. But I think they do. They're acknowledging that it hasn't worked perfectly and they want to know about it before. So they want to know about before it becomes a bigger, bigger thing. So I guess this is just something for everybody who's running a business, who's handling customer service, to really think about what context applies to your organization and what's most important to your customers.
0: And it's it's also what's best for the business as a Mm -hmm. whole. Or the department, if you're running a department for the department as well. You know, our uh, friend John DeJulius, so he comes from the spa industry um, like me, and he has a rule which is called: if it gets to me, it's free.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Basically, me mean, basically means if something escalates far enough, and he's got, you know, you know, he's obviously an expert, has a great, incredible customer service team. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it actually is so bad that it gets to him, he's basically going to give it to the customer, whatever right. it is. Right. <laughs> It's just like, no matter what. Now that doesn't work in every business, does not Certainly work in, uh, you know, a lot of times if you're in a department where it's not your money and (laughs) you have bosses, um, uh, you know, and you may not be empowered to just give anything. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's really, you've got to find the cultural fit and you've got to find the approach that works for you. And I think take care with it no matter what, because don't just think of it as a signal to the customer. It's also a signal to your staff. Mm-hmm. And like for me with Tesla, I don't know that it's a bad idea. I'm pointing out the negatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of the pros are certainly what you mentioned. I would say with Tesla, if I if I felt the need to do that, then I would feel the need to invest gazillions of dollars into training
1: yeah.
0: at the same and time. And I would bet. It was, it's a Band-Aid.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> And hopefully they did.
1: Training and technology rollouts and things like that. It's all... Tied together,
0: yeah. Whatever the whatever the issue, but
1: they, uh, I'm betting that they have. I'm betting that they actually have invested in understanding these different layers of why would somebody get to this point, and they're addressing those things, which gives them the confidence to say, okay, if it needs to be escalated, here's who you call, and we are happy to provide that information, knowing that hopefully it won't be ten thousand people. It might be, you know, ten.
0: <laughs> it's just going to be genie when she gets yeah, her. Exactly. Nobody else is actually going to buy I'm just going to call and
1: be like, thank you. I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, it won't start, but I love yeah,
1: exactly, it. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. No. So. And, you know, and I love Tesla as an organization. I'm a huge uh, Elon Musk mm-hmm. fan. So it's an inter- it's an interesting discussion. It's an interesting approach to something. I'd say if you're considering this in your business or your organization, you definitely want to one consider whether it's a good strategy. Because right. one strategy is to do it and not announce it.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Okay. And that which is a whole different thing, which it takes away some of the negatives of making a big deal about mm-hmm. it. And gives you most of the positives, which is making sure that people can't making sure people can escalate and know to escalate and there's no barrier to it, but not necessarily making a public sort of announcement that hey you can call, you know, the head of sales anytime right, or whatever.
1: Right. And I think uh, to that point too, before you just announce it, you have to figure out how will this really work. <laughs> and right. you know, if it's just slapping a cell phone number up, that's not really a strategy. You need to really think about what is causing people to need this and how can we address that, as well as how is this actually going to be executed so that you're not Putting somebody in an impossible situation, where they just have too many people coming in with high expectations who will leave disappointed. So setting those expectations and understanding exactly how to execute this, I think that's really, really critical.
0: That's a great point, and you know it might help if your executives that you're opening up like have customer service skills. What? Too, that's they, so crazy. They don't <laughs> Not all of them do, even though they're in a high position. Mm-hmm. So there, there's an interesting uh, dynamic there. We might have to do that in another episode, <laughs> but uh, that's a very interesting dynamic. Yep. I'd like I'd like to close with a, a final thought. Oh,
1: Adam's final thought.
0: Ooh, that's nice. We should do like a whole no. thing. That'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one's real though. This, this is legit because this is a, a philosophy of customer experience that I mm-hmm. have, which is in in this age. I want this for everybody, really something to think about in this age of information overload of, you know, chimes and beeps and just simply too much demand on every person that is executing at every level of the organization. Sometimes, you know, customer access and things like this sound really good. you really want to look at the big picture because sometimes serving one customer makes you serve 20 other ones bad. And you want to, a lot of, you know, customer experience, delivering great customer experiences and delivering great customer service comes from being efficient with your time and being operationally sound in how you approach your customers. And sometimes it's really feel good, uh, you know, and it sounds good to go the extra mile for one customer. And that's great. And God knows we've all done it a lot, but you also want to look at the value of your time and what is best for the most customers in your organization. That's my final.
1: Yep. Yeah, I get it. I I think it's it's, uh, seductive sometimes to think that you're going to make this one person incredibly happy, but if you're only focused on them, others might fade out (laughs) into the background and have a very poor experience because of that focus. So you're right. This all takes a lot of balance. It takes a lot of balance of execution and strategy and vision and what you want to do for customers so you know it's it's an interesting time with all these beeps and chimes and buzzers
0: (laughs) bing bing speaking of ding ding the round is over (laughs) take us away thank
1: you so much for listening to crack the customer code we are proud member of the c-suite radio family check out c-suite for even more valuable business content I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can find lots of customer experience resources, like blogs, webinars, and more, at 360 connectcom
0: And make sure you learn more about me and our customer service workshops and training at customersatstick.com. I'm Adam DeBoer. Until next time, take care of and Take care of your customers.